As I've gotten older, what I've learned is that when I feel frustrated, my initial re- response is frustration or anger. But then if I can step back from it, I can be like, okay, Lord, what is the darkness there that you're inviting me to leave? See, it's not about the judgment that I feel for the response, the reaction in my heart. It's about, Lord, will you help me to chase the light? Just like sore, red skin can be a sign of an infection. Your emotional response to a situation can be an indicator of something deeper going on. Today, Pastor Daniel explains that anger and frustration often point to an area that God wants you to look at. He shines his light on the dark and broken parts of our lives so that he can bring healing to those places. So lean into those feelings and see if there's something behind them that needs the light of Jesus. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Genesis chapter 1 as he continues his message, The Light of the World. Notice what God said. God says, let there be light, and it says what? There was light. That's why I said that God gave light first. Now, I think this is very powerful because really what you have is that darkness exists and God speaks light into the darkness. And listen, this is how God works, not only in the creation of of the cosmos, of the created order, but this is exactly what God does in a a human being. God sees us and, and outside of Christ, we are in darkness. Now, I'm not saying that you're the most dark. You're, you're like a black hole of darkness. There, there's some good things about you, but there is darkness and God speaks light into a person's life. If you're here today and you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, it's because God proactively, unilaterally spoke light into your life. And our job when God speaks light into our life is for us to respond to that light. For us to, to, to allow that light to take, to have its perfect work in our hearts. Right now, God is speaking light into each one of us. And not only through the teaching of the, of the scriptures, but in your circumstances. For how many of us right now, there are situations going on and there is a light that's on the horizon that you're like, maybe I should follow that. But maybe because of habits and hang-ups and hurts and struggles, you see that light on the horizon. You're like, well, I'm kind of good right here, right now. But deep down, there's a part of you that's longing to go after that light, isn't it? I'm here to tell you today, I want you to chase that light. I want you not to let the light be on the horizon far away. I want you to start moving towards the light. See, that's simply responding to Jesus. That's what God wants. He lets us make decisions. And our job is to say, oh, I see the light over there. I'm going to walk in that direction. You know what that's called when you, when you see the light on the horizon and you take a step towards it? That's called walking by faith. It's saying, I don't need to stay where I am. 
And I remember for me some 20 years ago when I began to realize I didn't need to stay where I was. That there was a, a light calling out. And in the midst of my friends and the circumstances of my life, it was easier just to stay where I was. It was easier just to keep partying with my friends who I love so much. It was easier just to live life in the habits that I had. But then there was this crying out, this light in the horizon that was like, hey, there's something else over there. It's amazing, uh, you know, when you start thinking about light, you begin to, to realize, of course, that, you know, light, it moves at 186,000 miles per second. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm going 80 on the highway, which I don't do very often, <laughs> that feels kind of fast, you know? And then I start thinking about that. That's 80 miles, what? An hour. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. What that means is that given the sun's distance from the earth, it takes the light of the sun to about a little bit less than eight and a half minutes to reach us. So every time when you look in the morning and we have those unbelievable sunrises here in the Pacific Northwest with, with the clouds and the fog, that's actually light that's eight and a half minutes old from the sun to it finally reaches us. But the beauty is, is that although maybe it takes some time to reach us, it reaches us just the same. And God is inviting all of us to chase the light, to follow him. That's why it says in Psalm 36, verse 9, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In your light, in, in God's light, we begin to see light. See, the reason God can speak and give light first is because God is light already. And the God who is light chooses not to leave us in darkness, but he chooses to share his light with us. Notice verse 4 of Genesis chapter 1. It says, and God saw the light that it was what? It was good. Isn't that the truth? The light's good. Now, any of you who are parents know what it's like when you, maybe you're checking in on your kids and you walk into their room and it's dark and you step on that amazingly shaped Lego. Look, every parent's like, oh, I know that. So I like, you, you realize that the makers of Lego, like they're mean. They know your kids want the Legos. Now they're making Lego movies and everything and the whole nine. And they know that for every parent, there's nothing worse. Because no matter how much you clean up those Legos, there's always one of those little buggers. They're just like hiding out like a heat-seeking missile for the bottom of your foot. Right? But, but sure enough, you know if the light's on, you're not stepping on that bright red Lego. But when the light is off, what happens? Step right on it. You know, it's one thing, and we, and we do it in our homes because you kind of know the lay of the land of your home. So it's like we're more apt to be safe walking in the dark in our homes because you kind of know how many steps it is. You know where the, where, where the furniture is. And, and so in some ways, we feel more comfortable in the dark at places that we're personally acquainted with. But the thing is, is that for each one of us, we live in worlds that we actually aren't acquainted with where all the pitfalls are, where all the obstacles are. 
And God, when he speaks light in the darkness, says, it's good. And then what, what does God do? God divides the light and the darkness, it says. Right? And, and you have to realize this. Like, people struggle with Jesus because Jesus says things, I did not come to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And the idea is that what Jesus is saying is, I came to make a division amongst people. Those who are children of light and those who are children of darkness. And people don't like that, but guess what? The only way for light to come to a human being is through their faith in Jesus because God the light shares his light. And that divides up people into two categories. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what, you, what your educational attainments are. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. It doesn't matter if you've achieved all your dreams or you feel like you failed at all your dreams. The one dividing light thing that God sees is between light and darkness. And it's as old as creation. Where God is saying, look, when light exists, darkness cannot and what God is not interested in is for you and I to be some sort of light that's got kind of like, you know, variations, dimmable lights. God wants us to be light. And he divides the light from the darkness. And then, of course, we realize that God creating the light, giving the light first, it gives us a difference between day and night. It's the most essential division in all of creation, but has powerful spiritual realities to it. There's Light, and there is darkness, just as there is day, and there is night. Now, from there, I want you to turn to your right, all the way into the New Testament, to John chapter 1. We're going to take verses 1 to 9. We, we, we begin with creation, right? And then as you move to John's gospel, which is the fourth, of the fourth book in the New Testament, the fourth of the four gospels, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, What's beautiful here is the Apostle John, in beginning his telling of the story of Jesus, also begins with creation. So John chapter 1, picking up in verse 1, says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Some translations said the darkness could not overcome it. Now, you realize that what John is doing here is he's bringing us back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, that we already read. But he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So you have this idea that the Word is a person, a, a he, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, what is this teaching us? Quite simply, it's teaching us is Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light, Right? All things were made through him, but without him, nothing was made that was made. So this idea that Jesus, although humanity waited for so long for this child to be born of a virgin, some 2,000 years back in history for us, but for all of humanity before, they couldn't wait for this to happen. This thing that they waited for, this person that they waited for, he Jesus is the light, the light that was essential in creation. 
Jesus says it this way, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, I want you to notice some things about that. Remember how we talked about how God divided the light from the darkness? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk where? In darkness. But they shall have the light of life. Now, here's the deal. And and I realize that this is one of those parts of what it means to follow Jesus that could be very challenging for us. Jesus, when he invites us to follow him, takes us on a journey away from darkness. where, Where we begin to leave those areas of darkness behind. Now, what's fascinating about this, and there's so much for me to unpack in these verses, but what's so fascinating about, remember I told you that my job is to share uh, truths that are not very popular? Well, I was a part of the generation that we used to sing when we were kids, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, right? But you know what the problem was? I was part of the generation that was taught that whose light is it? It's mine. I'm the light. But the thing is, is that song is actually not about that. That song is that Jesus is the light and Jesus reflects his light through us. Right? But I grew up and I remember when I started reading, I'm the light of the world. And I'm like, oh, and I started, I remember I went and I read all the verses of that song. Like I won't let Satan put it out. Like, uh, what? See, see, talk about an unpopular opinion. Our world says that you're the light. Let your light shine. No, no, no. The Bible teaches that Jesus is the light. And our job is to reflect the light of Jesus, not to be the light. The greatest tragedy of humanity today is that everybody wants to be the light. But here's the deal. You are not the light. You are a mirror. We're going to talk, I don't want to get ahead of myself to the third point of this thing, but it's, it's so powerful when you realize that Jesus is the light. And wherever Jesus is the light, the darkness can't comprehend it, can't overcome it. And when you follow Jesus, Jesus leads you from darkness into light. Now, what's so beautiful And challenging about this is that when you first come to Jesus, there are what I would call the low-hanging fruits of darkness, right? There's the things that deep down in your heart of hearts, you know that that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that, right? And when you begin to follow Jesus, Jesus instantly leads you out from that, right? Like, it's like, it's like that stuff's over. Like, I remember when I, when I got saved, it was like drugs. Okay, that's gone. You know, like womanizing, that's got to go. You know what I mean? And not that it was all easy, but it was like all these things. Like, oh, that's got to go. You know, me uh, always bloviating my emotions in everyone's direction because I'm all Italian from New Jersey. So it's like the idea of like, it, like it just comes out of my mouth before I even think about the implications of what I'm going to say. You know, like I realized like, oh, that's not kind. So I probably need to stop that. You know, you have all these things that, and not that I'm perfect, God knows, you know, but it's like, but like, he's like, oh, that's got to change. That's got to change. And, and what happens for many people is they come to Jesus and are following him and the big things start to get dealt with because you have to deal with them if you're walking in the light. 
But if you keep following Jesus, then Jesus starts to get into what I like to call the more subtle areas of darkness in our hearts, right? But he can't get at the more subtle areas until the big things start getting taken care of. Like he, he, it's kind of like, and I heard this from a doctor, that if someone goes in the ER, you, you deal with the most life-threatening things first, right? It's like the things that have the, the greatest negative impact, you hit those things first. So because if you get the, the lesser things and you leave the most important things undone, then the person still dies, even though maybe you helped them for a little bit. So you have to deal with the biggest things first. So when we start following Jesus and we're walking in the light, and he says that when we walk in the light, we, we won't walk in darkness. He deals with the big stuff first. But then really, if you keep walking with Jesus and if you're moving into spiritual maturity, he starts dealing with the more subtle things. And I'll be honest with you. I quite liked it when Jesus dealt with the big things, but I don't really quite like it when Jesus deals with the subtle things. Because the big things, like if you, when you walk in the light, you know it's wrong. You know, and there were things that I did I didn't know was wrong until I started walking in the light. The culture said it was okay, so I'm like, it's okay. And I started walking in the light, I'm like, oh, this is not okay, right? But what's amazing is, is what I think the enemy tries to do with people who are walking with Jesus is that he actually wants to blind us from the darkness in our hearts that are the more subtle things. The pride and the selfishness. The covetousness and the arrogance. The judgmentalism. Right Now, here's the deal. If you're following Jesus and if you're walking in the light, Jesus begins to invite you to simply respond to him. Like He begins to say, hey, I want to work at that. See, what I have learned is that in my life, the subtle things, the species of darkness that reside in my heart, I'll always know when the spirit of God is pressing on them because I get very frustrated about it. It's like the things that have the most provocative response in my heart almost always is an area of darkness that God is, Jesus is saying, I want to do a work there. And as I've gotten older, what I've learned is that when I feel frustrated, my initial response is frustration or anger. But then if I can step back from it, I can be like, okay, Lord, what is the darkness there that you're inviting me to leave? See, it's not about the judgment that I feel for the response, the reaction in my heart. It's about, Lord, will you help me to chase the light? And I'm not saying I always do it right, but this is what I find. And I think for each one of us, you have to ask yourself, what are the things that have gotten you really frustrated lately? And where is it revealing a part of darkness in my heart that God wants to shine light into? See, what we normally do with those things, especially if you've been walking with Jesus, you want to get mad at the other person who is involved in it. Because it always involves somebody else. I don't like how they handled it. I don't like this. I don't like that. I can't believe they would do that, right? Now, that's all true. Those things are all real. But it's not about them. It's about what is in me that would create such a response? What is it? And when we walk in the light that Jesus gives to us, those are the areas that he wants to work. Now, if you're in the place today where you have like, man, I, Fusco, I got the big things that I need to get dealt with. Praise God. But even as he's dealing with the big things, you're going to start getting insight a little bit. You can see coming on the horizon some of the more subtle things. But it's such a beautiful thing because if you look at what he says, all the way through this, life and light come together. Because look at what it says back in, in John chapter 1, verse 4. 
in him, speaking of Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Think about that. In Jesus is life. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and they might have life more abundantly. The life that you truly want is in Jesus. Now, what's amazing is the Bible teaches that in Jesus, we live and move and have our being already, even if we don't acknowledge who he is. Like, ultimately, the last day's judgment will come with the reality that all of our lives have been in the hands of God the whole time. There's no such thing as life outside of God. And the problem is, is that we fail to acknowledge who God is and what he's done. And in a lot of ways, being born again, as Jesus speaks of it, is coming to the awareness of there's no such thing as life outside of God. And there's no such thing as forgiveness outside of Jesus. And you trust in that God. But notice, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't comprehend it. Now, can I talk to you about that for a second? When you walk in the light, Darkness can't fathom walking in the light. So can I just free you up? Listen, if people don't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, don't worry about that. It took me a long time when I started following Jesus and God was changing my life and I was making different decisions. And I remember loved ones and friends being like, I just don't understand what you're doing. Like, why are you doing that? And I remember at that time, I started to try and convince everyone why I was doing it. But then what I realized is that, you know, in the end of the day, where darkness exists, it can't comprehend the works of the light. It's so radically different. And I believe that what God wants to, and it's not about feeling like the light doesn't feel arrogant over the darkness. The light just functions in the light and walks the way it has to walk. And for each one of you, listen, I believe what God wants you to do is God wants you to live in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like more and more each and every day, I realize that following Jesus does not make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Does not make any sense. So you're telling me that you're going to say there's someone else who's more important than you. Yep. Jesus is more important than me. And when you believe Jesus is more important than me, then you say, it's not about me getting mine. It's about me serving other people. That doesn't make a lot of sense today, does it? And in a world that says you should make much of yourself when we say we're only going to worship the the true and living God, that doesn't make much sense. And I'm going to devote my life to trying to make the world a better place when people are like, I'm just trying to make my life a better place. Well, right? Everything about following Jesus doesn't make a lot of sense to the darkness. The longer you walk with the Lord, the more you notice how strange following God seems to the watching world. But as Pastor Daniel shared today, God's ways don't line up with the world's priorities. The people who follow Jesus are different, and he wants you to be an example to the people around you, showing them who Jesus is and how much he loves them. God wants you to bear witness so that those who see will believe in him. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel, and I want to be honest with you for a moment. Life is messy, 
And the hard reality is, if it isn't messy for you now, it will be, and it probably has been in the past. Did you know that you can still thrive in tough times? It's true, but only through the power of Jesus. That's the purpose behind my book, Honestly. I want you to know how to keep living your best life in Jesus, no matter the circumstances. You can find out more about it and get your own copy at jesusisrealradio.com. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth that really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel will talk about regrets. We all have things that we wish we would have done differently. But instead of dwelling on your past, Pastor Daniel encourages you to focus on your present. God is inviting you to follow his lead with the decisions in front of you every day. Pastor Daniel will share that it's all of the small ways you chase God's light every day that make the biggest impact. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this message called Chase the Light. That's next time on Jesus is Real Radio. Need